Welcome to the HR Tech 24-7 podcast, the home of HR and payroll technology news. Listen as we chat to industry leaders about the topics that are facing HR and payroll companies today and discover more about the world of HR technology. Hi, and welcome to another Coffee in 15 with myself, Bob Rehill, founder and chief innovator here at HR Tech 24-7. Excited to be joined by Diana today from Golf HR, where we'll be talking about the challenges that both clients and vendors have when going through an implementation. Let's go and see what insights Diana's happy to share. Hi, Diana. Lovely to meet you again. How have you been keeping? Been doing really well, Bob. Um, thank you. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Uh, listen, me too, actually, and it's a, it's a subject very close to my heart around implementation and the challenges around that. Uh, as you know, we, we do a lot of that for clients as well. But actually, just on behalf of those listening in or watching this video, Diana, quick intro to you, who you are, what you do. Um, oh, great, so um, I've been in the Middle East for the last 24 years. I've run uh, two companies, one Golf HR that we're talking about today and the other a payroll outsourcing company for the last uh, 12, 13 years. Um, living in the Middle East has, um, has been a total delight, apart from the weather that is great for eight months of the year, yeah. which, is, which is bliss. Um, but there's been some wonderful opportunities for running a business here. And um, it's, been, it's been a really great experience so far. Fantastic. And listen, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, the Middle East is one of those areas that's growing rapidly, really adopting HR technology and payroll transformation is becoming a hot topic in, in the whole Gulf area as well. So it's lovely to get some insights from you today, Diana. So the conversation today really is about, you know, let's assume a client's taken some technology, they've chosen their system, they've been through the whole RFP process and they've chosen someone to implement a new HR system and HR um, IS system across their organization. In your experience, what are clients, what's their expectation of the implementation from the vendor side? You know, what do you, what do you think customers really want from them? Oh dear, when they, when they start off, it's, um, we want the world, you know. Um, of course you do. <laughs> you're going to change our lives for us. But um, I've recently done a poll and um, I've distilled I would say a couple of things that I think is is very relevant uh, among among all the other things um, outcomes that that uh, clients want. Um, at the end of the day, it's fast implementation. They want to get um, from A to B, run parallels, go live as quick as possible. Um, they want efficiency related to the first one. You know, they want um, visibility on the time that they spend, visibility on the time that the the vendors spend. They want to see the productivity almost um, almost straight away. And then um, something that I feel and have noticed is if you can have the added on of relevant support and consultancy. So not generic, you know, when they when they ask you about a business process and how it aligns with the implementation, but absolutely relevant. Um, the vendor saying, I understand your business and here is what is a possible solution specific for you. 
those three things I I would sum up as as the most um, relevant for for client requirements. It's it's a very interesting conversation, and I experienced that quite a bit as well. And and I think that whole speed thing. So how often do we hear clients saying? I want to implement a new HR and payroll system across my business. I think I could do it in 10 weeks. Right. And sometimes it's like, mm, I'm not sure you've thought about it correctly. And, and, you know, there are, there are providers out there that, that say things like I will, I, we can get you up and running, but actually sometimes it's the standalone solution, not fully integrated, not fully um, change, you know, d- develop training and, and communications out to, a, a, to the, to the people. But also like you're pulling up on that whole thing, Diane, about, vendors not necessarily sometimes doing the whole consultative approach so very much i come in i put a system in this is how it works you tell me what you want but actually and we'll do that um or this is what you get but you're right sometimes we're not listening to the clients um and and so talk to me about some more issues that you're seeing in vendors so so obviously we talk about the consultative approach not being quite right what else do you think clients are experiencing with poor vendor implementations Ah, uh, yeah, that's also um, a very hot topic, you know, and um, and much debated in the in the payroll circles. Um, I would think um, uh, clients often feel vendors have a lot of hidden costs. So um, you know, you start off um, com- uh, agreement has been signed, and then it's this cost and another cost. Um, so although many times it can be justified, I, I tend to want to side with, with clients there and say, be upfront, you know, um, say it as it is. Um, clients um, that when I have reviews uh, on, on the poll that I did talk about inflexibility, they say a vendor comes in, they uh, have their checklist, they do it ac- according to the book. The client says, oh, can you hang on a little bit? Can you, can you do this extra? Um, and uh, and the inflexibility, apart from the scope creep, but the inflexibility they yeah. find to be to be a problem. Um, then um, annual license contracts um, that we have, they often say it's complicated. It's written for the vendor benefit. Hey, yeah. I I need a, a law degree to to figure this out. You know, yeah. um, a big thing that they have a problem with is uh, they signed on the dotted line for an implementation team that has a beautiful resumes and what they actually get wasn't as it was um, written on the tin. So the, yeah. the, the, the um, consultants that come in are inexperienced, they're not specialized in that in their particular area. Uh, so that those were, were kind of, a, I would say, the, the main things. Yeah, and it's and it's really important. And I think you know whoever's listening to this uh, this video or the podcast, you know, always take the time up front to clarify the scope, clarify the costs. Actually, because you're right, it's all too often we have hidden costs or something's going to cost more. It wasn't in the original scope. You know, there's an extra business process we want to put in place, and therefore you end up paying for more. So, yeah, we always tell our clients as well, and and I'm sure you do as well. Is, is take the time up front to really make sure that what you're going to get is exactly what you need and that the cost, the cheapest isn't always the cheapest longer term because there might be commercially, you know, cheap at the beginning, but actually longer term they can, they can ramp up. So and most often they do, Hey, absolutely. Right. And, and I'm sure hundreds of clients are probably listening to this right now saying so true. We thought it was going to cost X, but it's ended up at Y and, and we didn't think about it up front. So again, just an insight to anyone listening to this, always think about, um, 
the, the longer term game, uh, game here and, and, and are all costs included. So we're in implementation, Diana. So let's just say, you know, we've got clients that are implementing. We're not talking specifically about golf implementation, but general implementation globally. I think there's, we'd love to hear more about what some of the challenges are in the sort of golf area um, and the Middle East, et cetera. What sort of reasons do you think come up for poor implementation and vendors not really being successful at implementing? Yeah, that's, um, that's again, how long is a piece of string, you know, um, there's, there's just a, a ton of reasons. Um, again, let me try to summarize the main things that, um, that we came across. Um, I would refer back to uh, expertise. Um, so now it's the, it's actually um, clients complain of vendors not having um, the right expertise. Vendors complain and say, you know, um, you don't have in-house expertise to implement. So it's a good practice to appoint a consultant as a client to audit the whole process, you know, yeah. um, that, they have, that they're the owner and um, between the owner and the contractor. Um, leads me to project ownership. You know, the client needs to um, to really uh, understand that they that it's a project, they need to own it, they need to manage it from beginning to end. And uh, if there's not that, we often find that failures are, are quite imminent. Um, there's a higher probability for that. Um, the uh, expectations and deliverables haven't been clearly outlined. Yeah. You talk about hidden costs, but the same applies here. Um, you know, it, it be take time before the time to, to figure out what's the deliverables, what's the expectations from from either party. Yeah, and, and I like I like what you're calling out there, Diana. And and again, we experience it quite a bit when we're supporting our clients with implementation. Um, you know, a lot of vendors will try and, and you know, as, as part of the sales process, say, absolutely, it's easy to put in. You know, we're a simple implementation. We handle everything. We only need 0.25 of a person Thank in the you. payroll, 0.1% of someone to do some testing, point, you know, half a person FTE for three weeks to do the functional analysis. And actually, the reality is it's never like that, right? And as a client, the client side is equally as important as the vendor that's implementing it. And we all too often see the same thing, underestimating how much time, effort and skill is needed from the client's team. And you're right, invest in those people, bring the right people to the table. If it says 0.5 of the time, we say, listen, that's almost full time. Don't underestimate the amount of work you've got to do. And you're right, the vendors are gonna try and sell you something that's easy to implement, but actually the reality is it's a lot more. And, and it, you're right, bring a consultant that's done this a few times yeah. to support the client. You know, um, very often these uh, clients are saying, tell me what um, what the, the cost would be. I want to put it in the budget. And um, I have many a time shocked um, the people that, uh, that are doing the budget by saying the budget is one thing for the actual cost. But um, keep in mind that you've got to have your FTE. Yeah. Uh, people that you sign up uh, for, for in the company that, uh, that sign up for this, that has to be dedicated. Because, um, you know, if you put half in, you're going to get half out. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's the same conversation. I, I always say that, you know, and I, I don't want to frighten people that might be listening to this, but, you know, sometimes an implementation could be doubled by the internal cost and effort or external skills you have oh. to bring in on the client side as okay. opposed to the vendor. So so you could be talking, you know, if it's 100,000 implementation from a vendor, 
it could be another hundred thousand pounds from a client and sometimes they don't see that and um, yeah. allow for that in their budgets etc yeah so so let's talk a bit more about we talked about some of the challenges right and it's not all doom and gloom actually putting in a new hr technology you know and a new system is the right way to go forward as long as you choose the right product for you um so talk to me about you know some of the successes and, and actually what makes a great implementation as a as a vendor um i love an implementation where um the us as an implementation partner and the client are aligned in the goals that we that we both want to achieve our yeah. ethos is um is the same you can't always get that um but this this is a as a win-win scenario um love that i love it if a client um understand the complexity and the context of their own operations uh, love it when they have clarity of their processes they know exactly what they're doing and even if they don't be able to admit and say I don't quite know that because I've got a solution. You know, we, we do a pre-implementation. We get you right and on board. We do an audit. Um, I really like it if they manage their requirements in a disciplined way. Um, we're in it. Uh, this is this is not a spa. This is a gym. We've got to finish at some time. Yeah. And, um, and then from my side, I commit to flow charting it, documenting it so that we can always go back. Uh, these things I think are the things I can think of now that is um, that absolutely is uh, calls for a for a implementation that puts a smile on your face. Fantastic. And and talk to me because I'm, I'm interested in some of the sort of Gulf region, actually. Let's talk about that as a region. What some of what some of the other challenges that actually from a regional perspective you're seeing that maybe people in the Americas or Europe or, or you know, Asia don't necessarily see what sort of. Other challenges do do the Gulf region or Middle Eastern region have that maybe you know people don't think about as much as well? Yeah, people often say payroll um, or an or an admin implementation in the Middle East is easy because you haven't got tax, and that's so far from the truth. <laughs> because um, you've got complex, complex solutions. You've got expats coming in. You've got all the different legislations, you know, the UAE, for example, was um, in the HR legislation and um, and payroll fields was like a a sleeping um, a, a sleeping giant for many years. The, pay, the labor law hadn't changed since the 80s, and then in uh, the beginning of this year, we had one change after another, and Bahrain and Saudi followed with with all the different changes, which was um, exciting. Uh, but you had to you had to sleep wide awake to uh, to stay abreast and keep your system up to date with yeah. with those changes. Um, the diversity is a double edged sword. So while you have both equally in your implementation team and your client vendor team, if it consists of let's say ten people, you very likely will have six seven different nationalities yeah. in in the implementation team. It calls for some wonderful insights. Some uh, they bring they bring their um, expertise from uh, from abroad, from where they come from, their way of thinking. But it also calls from calls for some uh, careful careful handling and managing uh, expectations and client relations. So yeah. um, that that's something that we that we grapple with. At the same time, uh, we we struggle to get stakeholder commitment. Uh, people often think you throw a lot of money at it and the problem is going to go away. 
Yeah. And uh, as we spoke on be about before, um, you got to be involved. You know, yeah. you you really have to have to um, not only uh, sign on the dotted line where the check is. You know. Oh, it's fantastic, Diana. I'm always conscious. I love these conversations. I know we call them coffee for fifteen with Bob. You know, and and literally fifteen minutes is coming up very quickly. So, and I could talk about implementation with you all the time because there's so much more to cover around how change management happens, the challenges you've got in the Gulf. But listen, as we come towards the end of this conversation, if you were going to give a customer some just those three nuggets that are saying, if you're going to go on an implementation and you've chosen a system, here's the three top tips for me to make sure you've got successful implementation. What would you be saying to that customer right now? I'm not going to go through the normal tips like all stakeholders are on board or something. Yeah. I think I'm going to be very specific. I'm going to say, um, take your user acceptance testing very seriously. Um, you've gone all that way, test, 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 and do it again. Yeah. Um, I'd also say that um, look at your policies and make sure that you are willing to accept the changes that you have to undertake. You are not taking your process and just automate it. It is really a transformational process. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so make sure that's on board. One last thing I would say is um, implementations is uh, not only to uh, uh, enhance your processes, you know, uh, it's to enhance your processes. It's not just an automated manual kind of thing. Um, yeah, I would, I would stick to those, those top three. Fantastic. Well, Diana, I, I love this conversation. Um, and, and I also want to just say thank you for being supporters of what we do on HR Tech 24-7. Um, I'm glad you've got a stand on there. I would, I would ask anyone that's listening to this, uh, this webinar and, and the podcast, if you want some more insight, especially around the Gulf region, I'm sure, Diana, you'll be happy to have a conversation with anyone that may want some information, some insight or some guidance, um, but get some more information on Golf HR and what they do uh, from the stand as well. Diana, I'm going to close the call, but you know, I'd, I'd love to have a follow-up conversation in a few months time where we talk about some more of this. And I'm sure our listeners will want to do that as, as well. So for now, Diana, thank you for your time. Really appreciate you taking the time out and, and having this conversation. And until next time, I will see you soon. Yeah. Thank Take you, care. Bob. I have a lot All of Bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by HR Tech 24-7. For more information, please visit hrtech247.com. Want to feature in a future episode of the HR Tech 24-7 podcast? Click on the link in the bio to find out how you can get involved.